Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That rhymes, and it's so true. Guys, once again... Get yourself some products from Manscaped. I absolutely love the Lawnmower 2.0. It keeps everything down below feeling nice and trim and clean. And they have some absolutely amazing products at Manscaped. And best of all, all dirt balls get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Simply use promo code DIRTY. So get that 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code DIRTY. I will send you some koozies if you go to Manscaped and use promo code DIRTY. A few dirtballs have already sent me screenshots and I will send you those koozies. And also it will keep your junk and your crown jewels feeling nice and trim, nice and fresh with all their absolutely amazing product. I absolutely love the anti-chafing ball deodorant. Yeah, that's a thing. Anti-chafing ball deodorant. It keeps you looking absolutely fresh. So go ahead and use Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Drop promo code DIRTY for 20% off and free shipping. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Overcast, Venice Beach, California, with my co-host today, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. How you doing, Tug? I'm exhausted. Yeah? As I told you off air, been up since five, went to bed at one, got the two kids driving me nuts. You asked me if I ever regretted having these two kids, and I said, what'd I say? Every day. Every single day. <laughs> In fact, not only did you say every day, you did not hesitate. There's no hesitation. It's like a Kobe jumper. No just, hesitation. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is funny because when you ask people about kids, and especially after what you just said about the sleepless nights, the, you know, nonstop running around, people say, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You, on the other hand, are like, Every day I would. I would trade it so fast, like a like a fantasy football trade, man. I would I would do that so fast. Yeah. The reality is, is like I was trying to have a discussion with my wife if we were gonna go for three. Ooh. It changes every. I mean, first of all, we're like, yeah, maybe three. I'm a, I'm a product of three kids yeah. in my family. But you know, I don't know how my parents did it. I don't know how your parents did it. I mean, with five five boys. Five boys. That's crazy. I have two boys. It's nuts. The energy in your house must have been unbelievable at like at the the apex. Oh my god. I mean, I, I talk about it when when my parents would do their occasional, and it was rare date night out, and the boys were left. So, well, so did, you, did you have one babysitter or two? Well, 
you got to remember the the difference between oldest to youngest is uh, eleven years. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, my oldest became the babysitter. Yeah. The oldest was the babysitter. So yeah. most of my memory is my oldest brother being the babysitter. But it's also like, look who's leading the pack. That's ridiculous. That is so scary. So uh, just tears, <laughs> wrestling. Somebody's crying. I, I can I can just remember one night when we were at that point we were all into wrestling, at the time the WWF right. Yep. And we're all picking characters, and you just you just know this is not going to end well. Not at all. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about seeing two boys grow up together. You saw five, but um, the energy is so relentless. I can't I can't imagine. Well, Prano always says, and and so everybody knows, Joe will be joining us. Yep. Live via the dirt. The dirt cam because he's hot. He's so hot right now with his, his Instagram pics. Yeah, and he, and he and he lets you know about it too. Yeah, he's got confidence. Very confident. He's feeling the flow. Joe will be joining us from the, the Lou, the three one four and STL to make our NFL picks later on the show. So hold tight, dirt balls. Joe will be on the show. Uh, but real quick, going back to the kids, Prano always says something, and I agree about when you have brothers. You know, you have two boys now. You just. It's a different mentality, like your life and how you grow up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you've had somebody to kind of boss you around or ball bust you. The cool thing, I, I remember all the cool dudes that I knew in high school, they had older brothers that taught them all the, the good stuff. Yeah. Like they taught them about, you know, the music that was cool. Sure. Or, or if there was the fake ID to pass down, yeah. you know, like they, they just sort of had a, like a socially... Uh, just a social advantage. I was listening to yeah. Guns N' Roses in kindergarten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kindergarten. They played at the Palladium last week. You should have gone. I should have. I'm a huge fan. Are you? Are, what about you? Axel does not look his best. I will say uh, that right now. I saw Axel is not looking top notch. I saw Guns N' Roses. What was it? Was it three years ago now at Dodger Stadium when they did their first? When he broke his leg. Yeah, or, but, but he had been healed at that he'd point. Been healed. Okay. So that was their first big tour. Yeah. They were doing stadiums. Yep. I will say they put on an amazing show, though. But yeah, when Axel came on stage, and you just you you almost saw from a visual, you could almost see the tweets and social media, the fat jokes coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the 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 problem is is that Slash still basically looks the same. Oh yeah, more or less. Black don't crack, man. Well, Axel needs to uh, he needs to be eating what Slash eats. And he needs to turn half black. <laughs> do you you want you do know do you know this? My and my brother who got me into all this stuff, my oldest brother Elliot, who's a big music guy, and he's the one who basically I'd almost say set the tone for me musically my whole career into not career, but you know, life as far as all the different genres I like. He told me that NWA, and I think this is true, NWA at their kind of height. And Guns N' Roses almost did a tour together. Can you imagine that? That would be incredible. I remember in the, in the 90s, early 90s, there was some side of, like, there, there was, like, the hard rock and the rap really did have a, they, they did kind of align. Yeah. With so many things. Um, Public Enemy was always in, involved in yeah. some, some of the hard rock world, so that would have been incredible. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen too many rap shows. Um, I've seen live. a few, regrettably. Yeah. Well, you went to Hammer. We talked about that. Well, Hammer was great. Yeah. But rap is... I saw Outkast. They were great. Okay. I saw Tribe called Quest. They played 
for like 35 minutes and wanted to get the hell off the stage. Okay. For, I think they just they were it was in Williamsburg, Virginia. I think they wanted no part of that show. Yeah. But I you know, I, I'm a big tribe did, fan. Did they come out in like colonial hats? <laughs> no, no, no. They should have. If they were more into Williamsburg, they would have done that. But um, Been there by the way. That that was always the 8th grade trip for really? my grade school. Huh. You would go to Williamsburg for like a week. The one year I spent in William and Mary, like the one cool thing about, and this is cool to some people and not to others, but like fish was always hanging around Williamsburg because oh, really? they always play at Hampton. Everyone knows that if you're a fish head, you know, the famous Hampton Comes Alive album, but uh, I, I I was friends with a lot of fish. I've never seen fish live, but got a lot of fans. Are they called fish heads? I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think yeah. it's fish heads. All the stoners I knew in high school. Love fish. A lot of fandom out here. I, you know, I, just just to change the subject a little bit, listen to the podcast on Monday. Great yeah. show. And if, for those of you who are following along on YouTube, you'll you'll notice this. But if you're listening to me, I'm supporting our boy Twerks with my Mickey Mouse Club shirt today. Yeah. You know, I want to. I want to listen. I went to Disneyland earlier this year. I do have a three year old. <laughs> That's the reason I went. <laughs> but you know what? I cannot argue. With a guy who wants to take his lady to a great day, California adventure. Ten days a year. <laughs> Ten days a year. <laughs> well, we got the pictures, some of the live action roller coaster and rides that Twerks was kind enough to send to me that I posted on Twitter and Instagram. And if you guys have not seen these, please do yourself a favor because it will put you in a good mood. It put me in a good mood. And just seeing... The sheer happiness. The, the face of Twerks is making it right now. Yeah. Looking at him right now, he is so happy thinking about his time at Disneyland. It's incredible. It really is the happiest place on earth for Twerks. Can you imagine? And Aaron, I want you to hop in here. He sent me the pictures, and there was a debate, which I understand, about his girlfriend being in the pictures. Because the dirtballs, I'll be honest, I thought you guys are assholes. <laughs> so, like... Like, I get it where there's the debate, do I want to put my significant other out there? And uh, so I said, well, uh, why don't I blur out her face? And then I have this thing called the Blur app. And then I said, why don't I blur? Because he was so happy, Tug. Aaron, you were so happy. Your smile was illuminating. I said, it's going to be even funnier if I blur out every single person's face but Aaron. Aaron, you made me happy seeing you happy. Is that how it always is for you? Just, uh, just a bright smile. Yeah, I didn't even send you all the pictures that I have, but all of them and all of them, I honestly look pretty much the same. It's, yeah, it's always the same look to the point where I'm kind of like disappointed. Like, man, can I look at least? Can there be some variation in these pictures? Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty much how I always look. It's your blue steel. It's like just a happy <laughs> face, a roller coaster uh, face. Yeah, exactly. Well, I will say this about Aaron. He has a very likable happy demeanor like he's a he's a smiling guy it's the opposite of resting bitch face that's works it's a good point Tom. Yeah. you're the complete opposite of resting bitch face and this is without a white claw in his hand yeah like imagine a white claw in his hand it's you know you're always smiling you, you have a you have a just just a nice demeanor about you and it's even heightened in these pictures like i texted aaron last night and i'm being serious I want to go to Disneyland to experience the happiness that he's experiences. Because I feel like if I'm with him, it'll rub off on the me. The difference is you're going to be on mushrooms, right? <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. 
I have to read this YouTube comment as, as I look up from Chris Vesciento. This is I love this. This is Aaron's slogan for now. Riding coasters and crushing claws. <laughs> that is. That is your new Twitter bio. My new Twitter bio, yeah. yeah. I need one. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Chris. Un- unbelievable. Well, Aaron, thanks for sharing that. And uh, the, the guy is just, you know, I, I can't fault him. Like, Joe and I were busting his balls, but you can't fault the guy for just being happy. Two guys as angry as you and Joe are. <laughs> For someone to kind of still, you know, beat out some happiness. Are we angry? I would say just an underlying rage. I started therapy yesterday, by the no way. No way. Yeah, I did. Let's, 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 You're so far removed from the boy who grew up in Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> could you imagine if I told my 76-year-old dad I started going to therapy? I think you just did. He is not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of assumptions going on. I mean, come on. Uh, unbelievable. But I, I do, speaking of my old man, I do want to give some love to start out the show to Marty Brenneman, the Cincinnati Reds broadcaster. This is his last game before he retires. He has been calling games, I believe, for 46 years. That's why I wore my... My Nasty Boys, you got your Mickey Mouse, I got my Nasty Boys t-shirt, salute to the 1990 World Series champ Cincinnati Reds, and my Reds hat, and uh, I was actually listening uh, before you got here, Tug, and uh, they did this tribute on MLB, I believe their Twitter feed, to Marty, and I was like getting, I was getting teary-eyed yesterday listening to it, man, because for me, I think anybody who has a long term announcer that they know that they grew up with they can relate like my first ever love like a lot of kids and I think this has changed now in America was baseball you know that was my first love was my old man taking me down to games and I can remember in the late 80s and of course the early 90s and just you knew Marty's voice and this wasn't when Fox Sports Ohio didn't exist all the you know subsidiaries of Fox Sports we could watch every game you had to listen on the radio and I like found myself getting emotional because that's what I grew up with. And that was, it's not just about baseball. It's about like, that was my first love of sports of what guys like me, you and Prano and anybody who loves sports, Marty and the Reds was my first connection to that. So it's, it's kind of a sad day to see this be his last game as an announcer. And I'm sure other fans can relate like Dodgers fans when Vince Scully did his last game it's uh, it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Question for you: um, There's still games to be played. Yeah. This season is this the last home game? Yeah. Or last home game. I was just curious of why. He... So, but I, th- but I think it's his last game. But I'm saying why? Well, I'm just curious of why he did it today and didn't finish out the season. Oh, that's just a question. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if he's because obviously I I watch games now. Yeah. I don't listen to the radio, so uh, this I don't know if he does road games ever, as much. Were you ever a guy? Who would watch the game on the TV but listen to the radio feed? Yes. Yeah. All the time. I feel like that's like an 80s, 90s kid thing yeah. too. Because um, you've had your favorite local guy, but you wanted to watch the game with him. And that was that was another influence by my dad. Yeah. That, that was a Walt Ruther influence of, we'll put the game on and we'll listen to the announcers. Although, Walt is not the biggest fan of Marty. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's not getting emotional. No. Walt's probably don't let the door hit you on the way out. What, what, and what's his deal? He thinks he's too negative. 
See, no, I, I will say this. When, when you mentioned Marty Brenneman, I, I merely thought of his son, Tom. Yeah. And the one thing I like about Tom is that he is also critical. Like, yes. He's an opinionated play-by-play guy. Sure. So I can see why the apple wouldn't fall far from the tree. And maybe you like that or you don't. I, I t- tend to like people giving honest uh, reactions to stuff. And Marty's gotten some trouble. And my, my dad is more – he doesn't like that. So uh, – and also <laughs> – my dad has some issue. He was complaining last time I was home about some some heating and air conditioning company local in Cincinnati that Marty endorses that according to Walt are a bunch of crooks. So so I was like I was like what? Uh, guilty by association. <laughs> My dad's like, he does ads for them and they're a bunch of crooks and I go, Well daddy's getting paid. And then it you know, it turned into a discussion. Dad, you think I've ever pushed something that I might not necessarily love, although I do love all our sponsors. Nice. Uh, you know, and my dad was like, you should never do that. It's about integrity. You know, I'm like, Dad, you know, my dad was born in 1943. It's like, I, I, I don't need to hear the speech yeah. about integrity. Yeah. Come on. But did you, Tug, have an announcer that you grew up with or, I don't know, were, you know, someone that really hit you as a young child? Because well, you had 16 different because, teams. Exactly. Because I have a sports diaspora of fandom, I didn't get the chance to really follow a lot of the close radio people like you could now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I did grow up in uh, Washington Redskins country, and I do remember Frank Herzog and Sonny Jurgensen, and I want to say Sammy Baugh doing all the games. And the thing I remember about Frank Herzog always doing, which I loved, he would say, the Redskins are moving left to right on your radio dial. Oh, it's like that's a, a good, cool little image in your head. It's a great catchphrase. Yeah, um, or you know, or vice versa. And I always love that. And Ma- so, yeah, Marty's uh, Marty's is this one belongs to the Reds when they win. Oh, exactly. Like, like the White Sox put it on the board. Or yeah, I, I kind of to me that's what's there's such a, like a like a nice fabric of sports, and those are things that I love. Like each team has a catchphrase yeah. or a thing, and I'm wondering. You think about Marty Brenneman being with the team for so long. You think of like the Vince Scullys, the Chick Hearns, the Johnny Mosts for the Celtics. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. Do, do, do we see that with the next generation? Do we see it with these younger guys? It's a great or, question. Or are younger broadcasters more transient? Are there, is the desire to get to the ESPNs of the world or the Foxes? You know, I'm just curious. We see a future guys with a team for 50 years. No, that's a great years. question. And I, I think the answer is probably no. It's almost the same equivalent to players in the leagues with free agency, right? Yeah. They're not going to stay. You're not going to have the Larry Birds, the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, these guys that stay with one organization. It's going to be pretty fluid. Tom Brady's the last. Yeah. Last of his kind. He is. Well, I do know this for a fact. You know, Walt has issues with Marty, but I'll tell you what. Marty is going to sleep well because I've heard – He's also going to be endorsing Brooke Lennon, who we also support here at Dirty Sports. Wow. The sheets that will make him sleep comfortably in his retirement years. Now, I have been known to be kind of a, uh, a scrub when it comes to sheets, Tug. I, I've, I've gotten cheap in the past, and I've been very fortunate because our friends here at Brooke Lennon, they sent me, you can, you can see that, you can probably see it underneath my. Uh, What's that thing called? A comforter? Yeah. See, I don't even know the terms. A duvet cover? But under the duvet cover is my charcoal Brooklyn and sheets, guys. They're absolutely amazing. They were, they were founded 
2014 by a couple. You know how you and you, and your I always support lovely wife, wife have your own business. Yes, I do. Well, Vicky and Rich Fullup, they wanted a beautiful home with some beautiful sheets, so they founded Brooklyn and Sheets. Yes, as in Brooklyn. Because that's why it's Brooklyn and Brooklyn, New York. Guys, my Brooklyn and sheets are the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. That's a fact. And their towels have turned my bathroom into a spa. Tug was just in there. It's definitely a spa. A day spa, maybe a night spa, a morning spa, you name it. Uh, I couldn't recommend them more for friends, family, or treating yourself to upgrade you deserve to the upgrade you deserve. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer for all the dirt balls. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use promo code DIRTY. At brooklinen.com, Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code DIRTY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code DIRTY. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. And uh, between my Brooklinen sheets, my float lab, my therapy... My who, edibles. Who are you? I'm sleeping good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I mean, I, I think you realize the last thing, I mean, we, like when you get older, you realize you spend a, basically a third of your life on a bed. It's wild. Take care of yourself. Yeah. It's important. Pamper as you yourself. know, as a guy who's getting Four three, hours, hours of, woo. three hours of sleep a night. Give me the best. Can we, can we transition to something I think it's yes. nice? Let's look, do look, it. Look, we're talking local announcer greats. Let's talk about... Arguably a national announcer great. And the fire he brought on Twitter this week. Troy Aikman. That's right. It's a great segue, Tuck Coker. <laughs> this is not your first rodeo. I can't wait for you to have your own show on DSPN. The Me man either. is a natural. Me either. Let's get it going. Okay, so Troy Aikman... Who I'm gonna This fired get... me up, by the way. Me too. This... Me too. I know, I know you texted me and so said I can't wait to hear. I can't wait. Because I, I'm I'm gonna let you take the lead on this. Just go for it. Troy can we Actually, have the tweet? Can we dig up the tweet yeah, exactly? Yeah, you know what? I think it's and important. Because it, it was a quote tweet. Yeah. Troy has a, has a very good Twitter. Very he is a good Twitter. For a guy who's basically, and, I'm, and I love, I'm a Troikman guy. I'm a number eight guy. Me too. It's a little vanilla-esque on his broadcast. Not, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's appointment viewing like, like Romo is for me. I do enjoy him. See, I still like. You still like Eggman. Or, or I, Collinsworth, or I love Aikman. Like I love Aikman. I'm a fan of Aikman, but I think I, if, if if there's, I think there's still room for someone to beat him as an announcer. He's good, but I still think there's great out there. It could be Roma, but he's he brings fire on Twitter. He's, I, I don't know if he's out there, like you know, checking out his name. Is he like you know? How is he finding this stuff? Did did someone hit his handle up? No, he was not quote. He was not tagged. He in wasn't this. tagged. So this is a. So he's out, he's out there searching Troy Aikman on Twitter. This guy's ruthless. Well, I assume you know. I'm sure he has workers for him too. <laughs> you know, Troy has 1.6 million Twitter followers. He's got a very large following. So the Athletic from Kansas City tweeted, "In case you missed it, I believe this was from a podcast. In case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36 percent." of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Troy, quote, tweeted that, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. That's hashtag petty, no? 
what Troy did? Yeah. A hundred percent agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with this. Well, I have two, two feelings on this. I think it's very petty. I think if anything, he should have shown a picture of his three rings and just left it at that. Mahomes has been in the league for, you know, whatever. He's been a starter for a year and three games. Come on. Everyone knows Troy's weakness is he what he was a three-time Super Bowl champ and he was a borderline game manager. Like he was a very good quarterback, but he wasn't asked to do much because his team was so loaded. So, you know, is that a problem is that is that a problem? No, he got to win three Super Bowls and he became a, you know, he's rich for the rest of his life doing broadcast for Fox. Yeah. So, but so I I kind of I kind of liked it because it was entertaining, but it also it's like this this ba- the, the bakerism it's kind of it's 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 injecting himself. Uh, Baker's injecting himself into more quarterbacks than just himself. Well, I agree with you on everything you said. And again, to reiterate, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of Troy as a player. I'm a huge fan of him as an announcer. I think he's great. I think him and Buck do a great broadcast together. However, Troy, 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 just. Please don't be the old guy. Don't be the old head. What Patrick Mahomes is doing is something we've never seen in a hundred years of this sport. They're celebrating the hundredth year of the NFL, right? We've never seen this. In and like you said, in one year and three games, he's achieved thirty-six percent of what you achieved your entire career. And everything you said is correct. A lot of our younger listeners weren't around for this. You and I were. We grew up watching this. The Cowboys were amazing to watch. I love Troy Eggman. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love him too. But, but uh, facts are facts. and we he, he Guys, he played with. Let's just name some of the guys he played with. Emmett Smith, the all-time leading rusher. Michael Irvin, Hall of Famer. Jay Novacek. Daryl uh, Johnson. Uh, loaded defenses. Loaded defenses. Deion Sanders for one year. It's 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 like Leon Lett. Leon Lett. Larry Allen, right? Larry Allen's off you know offensive line. Mark I mean Kipnoski. we're talking about a stacked even Alvin Harper, I believe. Alvin Harper was good. Made a Pro Bowl or two. Yeah. We're talking about a stacked, and I mean loaded Cowboys team. To put things in perspective, this actually shocked me. I'm gonna ask you to see if you can get it. What do you think is the most number of touchdowns that Troy Aikman ever threw in his entire career in a season? 26. Very good. Very close. 23. It's it's, it's even less. It's even less than what I thought. Wow. The most he ever... That's 1.25 a game or something. The most Troy ever threw in a season was 23. Patrick Mahomes is going to have 23 by week six. I mean, week seven. You know, I'm, I'm just... And, 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 and no fault against Troy, but but Mahomes has to do that to win because their defense is still not there yet. And they don't have a running game. And they don't have Emmitt Smith. So, again, we come back to this whole argument of it's a team accomplishment, right, Tug? The Super Bowl Agreed. ring. Now, Troy, play, Troy had played great, but he also, if you really want to break down his numbers, Troy had one amazing playoff run. Where he played amazing. This is the year he was the Super Bowl MVP. In 1992, he went 3-0 in the playoffs, threw for 795 yards. 
uh, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Amazing playoff run. That was it. Outside of that run, if you take that run away, Troy Aikman, through his other eight playoffs, throws... This is kind of crazy if you just take out that one year. And I know some people could say I'm cherry-picking, but you're really not cherry-picking if you're taking the other eight years that he makes the playoffs. The other eight years in the playoffs, Troy's a combined 15 touchdown passes to 17 interceptions. So he's throwing more picks than I... He's throwing more interceptions than touchdowns if you take away one great year. Again, Troy, you were great. I agree. You, you, you talk about fitting the system and didn't throw the ball as much, but come on, man. Don't be petty. I'm, I'm a believer that every quarterback is a system quarterback. And systems, some systems fit quarterbacks better. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes may be the one person. Well, there might be like five quarterbacks. Rodgers could probably break that mold too. Although there's some accuracy issues with Rodgers right now, which we'll talk about when the, the game, we predict games. But my feeling is this, and then we'll move on. It, it, it shows a little ego flare-up for me about Troy. Troy should just let this slide. Everyone knows that Troy Aikman is the number one guy for, for Fox Broadcasting. Everyone knows he's a Dallas Cowboy quarterback and a three-time Super Bowl champion. He should have actually been self-deprecating. A, a better move is like making a joke about it because everyone knows he's already a football god. Yeah. Like, actually showing that this bugs you shows weakness to me. I agree. In a way that I'm like, Troy, you don't even need to respond to this. Yeah. And it blew up. It blew up on him. Well, no, a so, lot of idiots are supporting it. And, and again, the, the fanboy, I can't take it anymore, the fanboy culture. You're just as bad as cancel culture. You're just as bad as some person trying to ruin somebody's life. The, the fanboy culture. Well, he was drafted to a 1-15 team. Yeah. I agree, and Patrick Mahomes went to a playoff team. Okay, fair enough. There is a difference. But again, he was surrounded his entire career with talent. He, he, go back and look, guys. He did go to a 1-15 team, but then he instantly got Emmett Smith. He instantly got Michael Irvin. He instantly got two Hall of Famers on his offense. It's like, just don't bring that up, and you're right. Troy... Be self-deprecating. I like you too much. I think you're great. I love him. But Mahomes is throwing to Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. I mean, what are we talking about right now? Who? <laughs> yeah, who? I mean, yeah, Kelsey is great. Could be a Hall of Famer someday. But, you know, who? McCoy was hurt last night. Dar- Darrell Williams was playing. I mean, what are we, ta- what are we talking about? I, I mean, mean, and shout out to Andy Reid. Like, I mean, obviously we all have Andy Reid issues. But his he's a genius when it comes to like scheming. He is um, for court. I, mean, I always m- tell Prano. I don't think he gets enough credit. Prano, I think I think you can say what you want about his timeouts and his you game. You can say management. a lot about those. You can say a lot about those. His game management is a disaster. But I think he's underrated. Obviously, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. But when you co- when you look at all time offensive minds, I'm just going to say it. You have to put Andy Reid up there. Well, Bill Walsh is sort of the one A, the apex. But but isn't Reed under the Bill Walsh tree? I believe he is. Yes. Yeah. So it all yeah. starts with the West Coast. It does system. But well, you know what? But we're talking about heated quarterbacks, and we got to go 
to probably the the most. I don't want to say. That. Listen, I'm Oklahoma fan in my diaspora of teams my parents went to OU where is Oklahoma on the Tug Coker college sphere number two behind well you know two two a Michigan Virginia Oklahoma you know but Baker is not I came in I came into this pro season excited for Baker I loved him on hard knocks I thought I saw some humility with Baker on the hard knocks season he's not showing that to me right now yeah well, his little feud with Rex. There's little. There's just some feuds going on right now. Everyone's just got a little bit of. Uh, everyone's got some low blood sugar. Everyone needs to eat a you know eat a Snickers. Well, just grow up, man. So some, show some maturity. So there's a little context on this, Andy. Fill 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 everyone in about. What well, here's happened. what happened. Baker, or I'm sorry, Rex Ryan was on. I believe ESPN's. Uh, is it first up? First take, yeah. wake up. Yeah, get up. Get up. Get up. We're talking sports. Get up. Get up. Get up and have a first take. On, pardon the interruption. <laughs> <laughs> so Rex was on Get Up, which is hosted by Mike Greenberg. Correct. And, and I believe former guest of the show, Pat McAfee, who's now on there regularly. Legend. Legend was on as well. Pat's reaction was very funny to this, if you saw it. I hadn't seen it. So they people zeroed in. Pat just kept going. Because he was shocked at what Rex was saying. Rex called Baker Mayfield overrated. I believe multiple times. Well, here's my take on that. Well, and, and, finish, and, and what did Baker say? And then Baker was asked about it yesterday in a press conference. And his response was that what Freddie Kitchen said, and first of all, I love this, which I, which I thought I had a good dig on Dirty Sports. He said, in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, which I'm like, what, run it on fourth and nine on a draw play? <laughs> That's the, he said, in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, what was it? Do you know the quote? Twerks, we're going to pop that one up. I should, I should yeah. probably have had that ready. Uh, well, here, here, let me, I got it right here, actually, Aaron. So, so he said, in the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex doesn't have any colors now for a reason. Ooh, shots fired. Got him. So he's taking a dig at Rex Ryan being unemployed. My take is this, Tug. It's the same shit from you, Baker. It's the same shit I've been critical on last year. Same shit I'm going to be critical on this year. Dude, why do you care about what a talking head thinks? You would never see that. From Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Like, I'll just start naming all the quarterbacks I like. Matthew Stafford, you, you name it. You know what, the, you know what the, to bring it back to the Patriot way, you know what Tom Brady would say? He'd either say no comment or we're preparing for the Bills this week. Did you see what I'm saying? Like, learn something from your elders who figured it out. You... I get you were asked the question. You don't have to answer it. You're responding to a talking head. The media knows that they're they're going to goad you or to to saying something. Like yeah. the media knows that you're going to take the bait. Like they they they've discovered that you are low hanging fruit. They're just going to they're going to throw some chum at you, and you're going to bite every time. <laughs> and they're going to keep doing that, and it's going to drive 
us crazy. I mean, it really is funny. They, they know, oh, Baker's the one guy we'll get. We'll just mention someone and he'll have a comment. Yeah. It happens every time. Or kind of to what you were saying about Troy Aikman, make a joke. Let's make a joke. Say, make a foot fetish joke about Rex Ryan. Why are you taking it so personally? Again, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, Tug, on this show. You were drafted number one overall. Stop acting like it's me against the world. Dude, you were taking the highest possible position. Yeah. I, I, I just, dude, at the end of the day, you're not overrated. I'm not going to agree with Rex Ryan at all. Because you're only in, what, 16 starts in? He started, yeah, maybe, thir- he started 13 games last right, so year? He just like, finished a full season. Yeah. So I'm not going to call you overrated. I'm not going to call you underrated. To me, the verdict is, is still to be determined on Baker Mayfield. And the other thing is, and we, talk, we don't talk about this enough, but Rex did his job. He's a talking head for ESPN. Yeah. And what his job was is to create noise for ESPN, and he did that. Yeah. So he, Baker took the bait and made actually Rex even more relevant than Rex should be at this moment in time because he's on get up first take on pardon interruption. <laughs> Like just, just, just have some discipline, you know, and don't worry about it. Like next question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Next question. No comment. Like, dude, the end of the day, your team's one and two. You've thrown three touchdowns to five interceptions. You're getting murdered back there. Hasn't been a top fifteen fantasy quarterback yet this year. Drafted in the top five, for all you fantasy heads out there. I know Andy's one of them. I did see an interesting stat about Baker. I forget the numbers, but I believe in his 16 starts, he's beaten one team with a winning record. That is out there, yep. So it's like, dude, you can go beat up on the Cincinnati Bengals, but at the end of the day, you're just like, it's just like my criticism of Jared Goff on the road. You can't play well on the road. Baker, you can't play well when you play against teams that actually have good players. And I think he can turn it around. Like I said, I'm not going to call him overrated. I'm not going to call him underrated. But this next four-game stretch will determine their season. Do you agree? Oh, definitely, because they're one and two. You want you're what? You need to come out of this 500. You know, I agree. It's a pretty tough schedule. If they come out 500, they'll be fine. If they go two and two in these next four games, they'll be fine. But all eyes are on Cleveland for this year. They got five or six primetime games. So much hype. You know, I thought under nine was a was a good bet. We'll still see if that holds true. But um, you, this is also a team that I think I said this and you said this too. If it gets away from them, it's going to get away from them real quick. Oh, yeah. This team, I feel like, is not afraid to destroy each other from the inside. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah. kind of want to see it happen. I just, as someone from Ohio, and there's this stupid ridiculous Cleveland-Cincinnati beef, which really isn't a beef because, let's be honest, the two franchises have a combined one playoff win since 1991. So let's let's just – it's like the beef – it's like the beef of shit versus diarrhea. Like, 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 (laughs) like, You are a poet laureate. Unbelievable. It's like like you took a normal – Bow movement, and then you had diarrhea. <laughs> like that's the beef between Cincinnati and Cleveland. You guys are both fucking hot garbage. When you do the uh, when when one day when uh, Dirty Sports calls it a day, and they do the Hall of Fame clips, 
I want that analogy to be on there. <laughs> just the regular poop versus <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. But, but but that's the reality of it. It really is. It's funny. The two franchises, again, as somebody from Ohio, like they have this weird beef. But in a way, though, I still maintain some of that yeah. at, as a native from Ohio. And I really enjoy kind of watching the wheels fall off just as much as I enjoy watching the wheels fall off in the Bengals at this point. Uh but what do you? What is your projection, real quick, Tuck, and then we'll move on. Like, where do you think Baker goes for his career? Like, how do you think this plays out? How do you think the Browns play out? What are your guesses at this point? I think he. I think he's. I think he's a good player. I think. He, I think he's a. You know. I think he. It, again, it's a system league. Yeah. And right now, they're not putting him in situations to win. Um. The, the offensive line is. Not great. They traded away an offensive lineman who was a top-tier offensive lineman to New York. <clears throat> the Giants are now have the top rush, running offensive line in the league. So there, there's some mistakes being made with that franchise. I think they write the ship. I think he gets. I think he gets it going. Why? Because I think he has a, a number one skill, which is accuracy. Um, can't can't coach that. He's got Odell. They're going to get some, you know, Odell and him didn't really, has never really played. This is only the third game they've ever played together. Yeah. They're going to fill that out. And Joku got broke his, you know, security blanket breaks his wrist. He's out for several weeks. So they're figuring out some pieces. I think he's, I think they're going to write the ship. Do I think it's going to be this year? I don't think so. Am I worried about Kitchens? Yeah, because you know why? You said it on the last episode. Too many penalties. That tells me no discipline. Yeah. It tells me there's no leader right now. I like Kitchens. I like his story. Great story. Like, you know, has life saved? Because um, he was like, di- he was like dying at one point, and he got saved in the hospital, like an emergency room run. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so apparently, he has like the best outlook on life. But we got to have some disciplinarians on on there. And when you have guys like Odell, and listen, this is all perception. I don't know any of them. But you have guys like Baker and Odell probably running the roost. We got to have guys. Remember when? Remember when Baker told Duke Johnson like. He he was causing a problem, asking for a trade or whatever. He was like bad mouthing his own player and like, like um, get off the team basically. In training camp, like there just needs to be some guy holding everyone accountable. I don't think we found that player, the veteran presence yet. Maybe. Well, as a guy who grew up watching a young, talented Bengals team, watch out because that's the same thing that happened. Marvin Lewis had no discipline over those players, and you see what happens. You don't win when it comes to playoff time. Do they make the playoffs this year? No. So you you agree with what I've said all along? I don't think so. Well, I will say this: the the, the bottom half of the AFC is so wide open that they make it. They may sneak in there, but they, you know, I think the Ravens are. I, I like the Ravens from day one. Yeah, I'm a Lamar guy. Chiefs, Patriots, Ravens. The back three, I'm not sure. Bills got a chance. Bills are three and zero. Have two Dolphins games ahead of them. The Bills don't have a chance to get to the playoffs. No. I don't know about that. I'm just not buying it. They, although, although maybe, maybe I stand corrected on that. They do have a good defense, and defenses can get you to the playoffs. Although I did see a fun stat: the last time the Bills started three and zero, they went six and ten. It's possible they got a home game against the Patriots, and we'll get into that game with with Joe. Yeah, but they've got to, you know, like I said, the, the the perennial powers are not great. Denver's not very good. Steelers aren't good. True. Chargers are sort of. Are they, are they good? Are they not good? They're one and two. Yeah, they should be good. 
It's who's going who's going to take the four the four five and six spot in the AFC? It's a good point. The AFC is a lot weaker than the NFC. Yeah. So I think the Bills do have a shot here. The playoffs. Yeah, you're so. right. Um, and, and plus they, they they got two games with they got two games with the Dolphins. They got another game with the Jets. They should win those games. Yeah. To get to six wins, and they just got to win three of the rest of their schedule. Give me the Bills to make the playoffs. You heard it here first. That's right. Dirty Sports exclusive. Tug Coker predicts. Okay, we got a few more NFL stories, then we'll talk a little college, and then we'll get Joe on the phone for our weekly picks. I want to bring up this Calvin Johnson story, which Joe and I didn't have time to get to last episode. Sports Illustrated did, a, did an excellent piece, which I read, uh, on Calvin Johnson. And basically in the piece, the big headline that was taken from it is that he confessed to smoking weed after every game. Smoke weed every game. <laughs> Hold up. Hey. Oh, you really are a chameleon, Tug. Thank you. You feel that Joe Prano roll great? Just a utility guy, you know? Whatever you need. What utility? Are you Lenny Harris? I'm Lenny Harris. <laughs> I think he has the I think he's the pinch hit king i was chuck knoblock before i could forget how to throw to first base good reference thank you so calvin johnson said he used to get high all the time because he didn't like you know using all the awful pharmaceuticals which i agree with you know the vicodin and all the drugs that mess you up and here we are with news that's not really news that these guys all smoke weed it's so much healthier Yet they're all supplied with pharmaceuticals. This really has to be a sticking point for the next NFL players agreement, which comes up soon. When the drug te- for the drug testing, do you agree? I agree, and not only that, you know, you think about Tyler Skaggs, who you know his autopsy came back that he had some, you know, pharmaceutical. He the same drug that Michael Jackson died of. Problems in his system. What's you know, it called? He's a Santa Monica boy, and now, now that now the, the the family is looking into these people that supply these these drugs. You know, it's it's a real issue. Um, the the opioid crisis in our country is so real, and nobody addresses it. And that's what's wild is it's obviously it's a problem with athletes. It's a problem with just normal everyday folk. Like this is an issue. Marijuana is so much healthier for your body. It's just it's just a fact. And the fact that he had to do that also shows the pain and just like I said, these guys are gladiators. What they put their bodies through. Let's just take care of these guys when they leave the NFL. And the fact that the Detroit Lions wanted their money back where then you saw the Colts did yeah, the, I thought he was in shock about that. The Colts did the exact opposite. With Andrew Luck, it's just not a good look for the Detroit Lions franchise, which probably could use a good look at this point. That's why he was a lot of. He said a lot of reasons why he was smoking because he was trying to forget that he was playing for the Lions. Yeah, that's not true, but it is true. It is definitely true. It, I saw the tweets that say that, and it's definitely true. <laughs> but obviously, Ursa, by, by the way, is on the uh, opioids. It's <laughs> 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 honoring. <laughs> Just giving away money. You got to appreciate Jim Irsay for the Colts because, uh, you know, he is also 
He's not just pumping them into his players. He's saying, I will also do them with you. Just I will basically be your lead. Total team player. Team player all the way. Uh, can I just, quick aside, are our owners of the NFL the weirdest people on the planet? You think about like Bob Kraft, Ursay, Jerry Jones, Mark, Mark, Davis. Mark Davis. Like You put those guys in a room. Like I like to have some fun and party. These guys are probably too weird for me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, these guys are just have some stuff going on that I don't. I don't know if well, I could. Well, real quick, the guys you just named. So Jerry Jones was busted a couple years ago with all those girls all over him. Right. With whatever, like you're just being a creepy old dude. That's not too bad. Um, Robert Kraft, you know, getting those happy endings from, you know, you're you're a billionaire. You're you're going into a massage parlor in a shopping center in Florida. That's pretty weird and creepy. Jim Ursay hopped up on God knows what. Yep. Pills, booze. Mark Davis pays $12 for a haircut <laughs> <laughs> at Great Clips. Again, dude, you're worth a lot of money. Mike Brown for the Bengals, another guy worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The rumor is he still wears old tattered suits, and they say if you go to his, to his house... Uh, in Indian Hill, which is like the richest area in Cincinnati, if you go to his house, it looks like it's been unkept for 20 years. All these interesting cats, you you just throw them in together. I want to see an animated TV show of the NFL owners and see. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that that'd be. These guys are just very very weird characters. Yeah. Very unusual. Imagine when they're making these owners' decisions, like for relocation or rules. Oh, man. Right? Behind closed doors, none of these guys are opposed to Calvin Johnson smoking weed. Yeah. Because they're, they're all doing it. None of them. Except Virginia McCaskey, who's who? the owner of the Bears. Who's like, if that's her name, correct me if I'm wrong. She's like 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she probably the, she's probably the party starter, She's man. probably the medicinal supplier. She smokes crack. <laughs> 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 yeah, I would, I would love to have a... An inside scoop into what goes on. In the winter meetings? Oh, my the God. The debauchery of the winter meetings? You know how they always talk about the Bilderbergs? Yeah. It's yeah. basically like the sports version of the Bilderbergs when the NFL owners meet. It's like an Illuminati thing. Do you think Robert Kraft is bringing the girls? I mean, proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Jerry's like, I got less Asians this year, man. Come on. <laughs> I like blondes and brunettes. Come on, man. But they got to change this. They really do. They they got to change the rules on that being an offense. Obviously, we've already seen the the country is completely moving towards legalization statewide and then also federally. So it, it's just a sad story, though. If you read, I highly suggest everybody go read the Calvin Johnson Sports Illustrated story because you have a guy who gave it all and who was the best player for years at his position. I mean, to me, he didn't play that long. To me, he's a, a Hall of Famer, hands down. Is he's, his lasting legacy, however, is his lasting legacy the NFL being unable to determine what a catch is? Because of that play. He started that. He did. Was that against the Bears, I believe, it was. In, in Chicago? It was. 2008. Yeah, I don't know what year it was. Yeah, it was 2008. Ever since that non-catch, we've been gone down this 
friggin' you know hole, hell hole rabbit I don't hole. think so. I think his legacy is that he broke Jerry Rice's single season receiving yards record. That's a good nugget. I mean, smoke weed every game. <laughs> By the way, I gotta hop into YouTube. Prano left a comment. Tug wrote that smoke weed everyday joke two days ago and has been sitting on it. Hundred percent not true. Hundred <laughs> percent. That that to me is a comic respecting that joke. Yeah, because I made that up. You made it up right before right, the show. Right, 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 I did right right before the show. I put that on right before the show. That was a <laughs> that was a that was a tug uh, improvisation. That's right. The tug nug. A tug nug, which once again a great strand of marijuana. Very very good. Yo man, I yo man yo. Dude, I just got beat up yesterday by the Dallas Cowboys. Yo, man, your body ache? Smoke some of this Tug Nug, man. Make you feel better. It's a 50-50 sativa indica blend. Prano's chomping at the bit, I see. Let's He's, do it, Prano. He, Let's get him on. We'll talk about the rest of these things on here. You want to you talk about the rest of the th these things on here? We'll talk about Gordon when we get to the Chargers. That should be interesting. We're, we're, he said he wanted a 15-minute heads up. You let me know. Oh, he's ready? Let's do it. All right. Let's 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 get no chill here on the phone. Let's throw on. He's obviously sans chill right now, so let's get him on. Oh, man. I hope he gets to go to a game, by the way. I heard he's going to use SeatGeek. He's trying to do. Oh, bef yeah, that's a good point. Before we get Joe on the phone. I want to talk about the Harry's razors that Joe uses to keep his mustache looking so fresh, Tug Coker. Guys, Harry's razors, the official razor sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. It has been for the last four and a half years they've been a partner with us. Join the 10 million people who've tried Harry's, and I believe that we have helped contribute to that 10 million. Maybe at least 2 million of our listeners? No doubt. Have probably contributed to that Harry's. You can claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty guys i love my harry's razors i just shaved monday i'm gonna have to shave again this week i love that that fifth blade to get around the nose hairs get around the lips guys listeners of dirty sports can redeem their harry's trial set once again at harrys.com forward slash dirty you'll get that amazing weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go so once again dirt balls go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to start shaving better today okay we're gonna let this rip live so uh let's see what we got going on here let's see if i can do this correctly tug because it's always not easy to for some reason Every time I try to do, of course, now I'm getting it. Every time I try to do the FaceTime audio, it never shows up. Okay, first of all, let's go into contacts. This is all a great play-by-play, -play, right? Of well, me, let me just of me trying to use let me, my phone. While you're doing this, I'm gonna talk to you. To you, you're, you asked me off air if I'm in quick college football. Shit. Yes, yes, great. Am I in or out on Harbaugh after the disgusting display of football that we saw this past weekend? I thought Michigan had a real shot. They were favored for, for over the summer. The game flipped to Wisconsin minus three and a half, and, and rightly so. Got absolutely destroyed. Now, I told you, I told you in a previous, or maybe Joe in a previous podcast, 
I have concerns with Harbaugh. He doesn't have an elite quarterback. He doesn't have Greg Roman masterminding the offenses. Greg Roman's doing that for Lamar now. But it is only one game. He can change the way the season goes by beating Ohio State. That's the only game that matters. It's the only game that matters. There's all this conversation, is Urban Meyer going to take the Michigan job? That doesn't seem like anyone wants to go down that path, Urban or Michigan. No, you know where he's going. We all know where he's going. USC. He, he, I know for a fact, my inside sources. Ooh, sources say. This is a fact. that People that I know who work for Fox Sports, he bought a house out here. He's here three days a week. Well, Fox is out here. I know Fox is located out here, and that's where they do the broadcast. I'm just saying. But that is the that is the hot rumor. Everyone's talking about it out here. Did you see the USC floor, USC Utah game last week? I saw. Did you hear what happened? Yes. The fans, because they, they were doing a live broadcast at the stadium. The fans were chanting, "While USC is beating a top ten team, we won Urban." But back to Harbaugh. Well, let me just finish up with Harbaugh. I, I'm I'm disgusted with the offense. I'm not seeing innovation. That's my biggest problem. Whereas my Dallas Cowboys are showing innovation with Kellen Moore. I'm not seeing it with Harbaugh. Defense isn't what isn't what it was the past couple of years. But we are favored in most of these games. Got to beat Michigan State, obviously. Got to beat Ohio State. No way. You don't think so? No way. So I'm I'm staying the course. But I think if it doesn't happen, I think there is a real chance that he's gone this year. So. Uh, and then, and then we'll have Jawan Howard for his first year in basketball, and some new coach to start the year. So, the identity of Michigan sports is really, really in trouble. I, I think, and then we'll wrap this up and get the prayer. I think the big problem again is how much he's getting paid. That to me, it's about return on investment. You're the second highest paid coach in college football. You just can't be having these games because they're paying you so much. And again, yeah. you're talking about, I was a diehard Harbaugh guy. I loved what he did with the 49ers. I loved what he did with Stanford. I loved when he made the, at the time, controversial move to bench Alex Smith and keep Colin Kaepernick. I loved all that. Led them to a play away from winning a Super Bowl. I loved all that. It just You're right. Innovation. It hasn't panned out for the Michigan offense. Just not seeing innovation. That's a, that's a real issue. Well, speaking of innovation, let's, let's, get, let's hear the innovation and the insight of our dear friend Joe Prano. I know he's going to uh, bring something so good. I can't wait for his picks. Let's let's hear what he's got. There's, there's an outside chance I go to Vegas this weekend. I need to know his picks. Hello, Andy. Hello, Joe. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good. Let me turn you up a little here. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Douglas. You thought my joke was canned? No, I just thought it was great, so I figured you wrote it, and we're sitting on it. No, I may, I no, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on four hours of sleep, Joe, and that's, that's what comes out. Well, I'm just out here in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm, uh, I'm chiefing on this Nug Coker. <laughs> we call that a callback in the comedy world. People. Let me tell you something, Joe. I know how hot you are with your picks. I was just saying there's, now, there's a chance I go to Vegas this weekend, so I can't wait for the gold. I know how hot you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's the thing is I, I hate that we always do this yearly bet on, uh, on like, the pick them lines for the, for the year because I've always said I don't have a feel for just terrible football games, which, you know, on most Sundays, eight games are terrible. But, like, next year I'm getting in the super contest because I'll give you three to five sure things. 
I will tell you what, they're doing a week nine rebuy in for the super contest. I think it's like I want to say five hundred or, or 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 less. You should you should we should uh, we should go in on that. I, I'm down for sure. I'll, I'll keep tabs on that uh, week nine rebuy in. And that'd be fun. That'd be fun to monitor every week. You're all right, Prano. You're moving around a lot. I'm not moving around at all. I thought it was me. Oh, that's not me though. I feel like I'm actually I'm actually hearing something via you guys, some sort of crinkling and whatever too. So I don't know, maybe it's the connection. I'm I am not moving. All good, all good. I, I gotta ask before we get into the picks. As someone who lived in St. Louis for five years, initial thoughts? Uh, I'm having a great time so far. I've eaten barbecue already. Um, I went to a place called Sugar Fire Barbecue. Uh, that was. You know, I guess it's a newer place, but it was delicious. Got some jalapeno cheddar sausage and uh, and uh, some brisket. That was fantastic. And you know, it's just nice to be out here in the in the in the heartland. Quality of life is impeccable out there, isn't it? Oh, you know it. Quality of life. I'm outside, sitting sitting outside right now. I can hear the the birds chirping and the the cr- crickets cricketing. <laughs> now you got you have to do me a favor though man you really have to go to i know you're not going to like it as far as like it wouldn't be your ideal choice you have to go to courtesy diner man and get a slinger well apparently the courtesy diner that you suggested was like the only one in town when you lived here but now they're everywhere there's one like literally a mile from where i am right now so okay well that's good but a fun fact about the courtesy diner that there was a couple when i lived there fun fact about the one when i lived there that you're going to love this. You know, I love my Andy Ruther unknown rap deep dives. Chingy's first video was filmed at that courtesy diner. You know, you know, the, Oh man. Incredible. That was for, that was for his hit song. What? Slingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, 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 Chingy. All right. I believe, you I, know me, you know, you know, my Midwest rap. Yes. Well, not strong. Hey, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to switch over. Let me know if this is a little bit better. Is this significantly better? I like the previous version better. Yeah, I like the previous version better, too. Oh, okay, great. That, that's better, because that was a headset, so then I could also monitor the lines on my phone. So the previous so version was better. This okay, is, this is podcasting over. gold. Yeah. Well, here we go. We're back on headset. I love it. Oh, wait. You like the previous better, Tug? Uh, whatever. You, this is your show. <laughs> just do whatever. You, just, I'm just... It doesn't matter. Why this am I is, this is better for me because then I can look at the lines as we, you know, I like to have a visual Sounds component. Good to me. It's, it's great. Aaron, you want to say something? Yeah, I just had a question for Prano. Joe, since you've uh, been in the Midwest, have you had to cancel anybody in your time there? Uh, guys, everybody's getting canceled out here. Everybody. This whole, like, yeah. I, I mean, as far as cancel culture goes, they should literally, it shouldn't even be the flyover states. It should just be the red X states. I was here, I was here for like, 10 minutes before somebody mentioned, uh, you know, that, uh, the, the, the guy, the police officer who shot the kid in Ferguson acquitted. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> they were like, he was acquitted. All right. Well, we are going to have to get through this. I want to be the canceller, by the way. I heard that was a great bit from Monday. I yeah. think I am the canceller of the dirty sports world. You're the canceller. I might be. I, I run around, you know, that family feud X's. That's, that's what I see in my head. Yeah. 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 Are you gonna? What kind of outfit are you gonna wear, though? I don't know. A bunch of red. It, oh it, yeah, it, for it, sure. it looks very similar to your Cincinnati Reds outfit today. Okay. Yeah. It's just gonna say canceler. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Canceler. And Reds. now, now, do you guys remember press your luck? Of course. 
No whammies. Now, literally anytime I'm doing stand-up now in my head, all I'm thinking is no cancels, no cancels, no cancels, no cancels, and hit. Yeah, I uh, real quick, and then we got we have to do the the picks. I purposely so on Monday I did a show at a gay bar in West Hollywood. I was the only straight comic. It was all gay men and females, and I couldn't resist. I purposely did my jokes about my brother Brad being homophobic. Dude, you could hear a pin drop when I did those jokes. Like, I was doing fine, and then I did jokes about him being homophobic, and then I literally said that. I was like, well, I've officially been canceled because the crowd just looked at me like, like, like there's, there's no comedy in this, you know? There's no comedy yeah. in your brother being an asshole. That's your base, and you don't want to lose your base. My base is gay men? I mean, I, th- I thought for years. Okay, good point, Todd. Yeah. Anyway. Don't lose on, your base. On to the picks. Joe, uh, we're neck and neck after three weeks. I have 20 correct picks. You have 19. Neither of us are doing well. That's out of 48 picks. So we're both below 500. So we need to step our game up. Tug, who did one week, I believe, did you have eight or nine? 500. Okay. But, but, I, but I, was, I was a strict fade Andy Ruther. So okay. So I to 500. Okay, so here we are, fellas. The infamous L chain bet uh, is in the works. Starting tonight, the Eagles travel to Green Bay where the Packers are four-point favorites in Lambeau. Joe, I'll let you start. Um, Well, I'll start by saying that I like the Eagles to cover in this game. I just think it's going to be a close game. I could see it being low scoring as Thursday nights tend to be. Uh, sloppy Thursday night, short week football. But also, you know, uh, both of these teams are, are – this is sort of a statement game for both teams. Either the Packers start 4-0 and, you know, beat a team that a lot of people, Nug, Coker included, uh, had going to the Super Bowl um, with their new coach. Or uh, the Eagles, you know, potentially falling to 1-3. and three. So I think there's a lot on the line for both teams, but I think there's more on the line for the Eagles. I, you know, I hate to go full uh, woke football fan, but if the Eagles start one and three, consider them canceled. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying the Eagles play at least a close game, and uh, I think they cover. I agree. Um, listen, I, I as as Joe alluded to, I said that the the. Eagles will be the Super Bowl champions this year. I'm already off that train. Hated that <laughs> prediction of mine in week three. I've forgotten that Frank Reich is no longer a part of the team, and he really is the offensive genius of that Super Bowl run. Peterson is calling plays in a way that I don't quite understand. They do have some secondary issues, but having said that, Doug Peterson has won the last four Thursday night games in which he's coached. Eagles have won the last four. Three of them has been have been as underdogs. I'm going to ride that train. Eagles plus four tonight in a desperation game as Aaron Rodgers still tries to figure out the Matt Lafleur offense. That's a, a nice tug nug reference on the Thursday night game for Peterson. I agree with both you guys. I think oh the God, Eagles we're done are going to keep this close. <laughs> this pick is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> I think Philly. I, they know where they're at, right, guys? Like Joe said, they got to keep it close. You don't want to start one and three. And I have not been impressed like both of you guys with them so far. But it's Thursday night; they're going to keep it close. The only the only way this turns into a blowout is if Carson Wentz gets hurt. 
Uh, and to be honest, I think this is not a bad bet for, you know, picking Philly to upset them. Well, look, the, 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 I mean, we'll move on as a rapid fire. But uh, the Packers' offense does not look good. They're a bottom third tier offense right now, even they are, though they are 3-0. Do I want to use my one of my favorite phrases? Paper Tiger? Are the Packers a paper tiger right now? I want to say uh, yes. They might win tonight, but I'm not scared of the Packers at this point. Yeah. I, 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 by the way, I just want to say before you move on that I disagree with you, Tug. I disagree. I, I do agree with you that they are paper tigers so far, but the one thing that I'll say about this Packers team that has me excited because I have them as my NFC Super Bowl team is that they are not playing incredibly well on the offensive side, but they are still winning football games, which is pretty much the exact opposite of the Mike McCarthy era, where it's like, oh, they'd have these outbursts, but they'd still find a way to lose football games. I think being 3-0, and potentially 4-0 and if they can win tonight, while they figure it out, I think that makes for a dangerous team in the second half. I think Aaron Rodgers, to steal one from Baker Mayfield, feeling dangerous. That's a great point. That's a really good point, and I'll, I'll continue to monitor that. My, and I think they have a, a their their defense has improved so much that it is worth giving them that opportunity. I, I just have I just Aaron Rodgers does not look healthy to me. There's some accuracy issues that I'm seeing on uh, some some film that I'm watching when I'm breaking that down when my kids go to bed, and uh, you know. But Jair Alexander is awesome. This is a great defense right now. Mike Pettin understands um, the, the the golden rule of football right now in defense, which is let them run, don't let them throw. So uh, I'll listen to you, Joe. I'm always listen. I listen hard when Joe tells me something. So I, I, I just I just think that you know they always say it takes a half of a season for a new offense to get sorted out, and I could see I could see the Packers really coming on strong in the second half. And if they have a six and two record going into that second half, watch out. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how it plays out. But you are right. That's a very good point. This is assuming Aaron Rodgers make, completes a full season, which he hasn't done in the last this is true. Three, three years. Yeah. All right, moving on, fellas. The Patriots travel to Buffalo, where the Bills are seven-point dogs at home. Both teams are 3-0. and Bills winning on defense. Patriots just winning on both sides of the ball. I'm going to say Patriots win, Patriots cover. I don't care how many dildos are thrown at Tom Brady from Bills Mafia. Until the Patriots don't cover, I'm going to continue to pick them to cover. You guys know the last time the New England Patriots gave up a touchdown? It wasn't in the Super Bowl. It was in the uh, AFC Championship. That's correct. So they've played four hours and 21 minutes of game time since they've given up a touchdown. That is a tug nug right there. Tug nug. Um, They're on fire. Defensively, they're not playing the best teams. I don't think I don't put the Bills in that category, but their defense is elite right now, and I also think the Bills defense, if not quite elite, is is could be there. Very good. My fantasy nug is that fantasy, the Buffalo Bills gave up the fewest points to opposing quarterbacks last season, so I think the line is big. Personally, shout out to my boy, uh, a, a, a dirt ball, Matt Cummings, DMing me some of his picks. He loves teasing the Patriots down to one, one and a half, and over 37 and a half. And I told him I'm scared of that total. I think I think we might see a 16-10 game, a 20-14 game. 
I think the Bills will cover this game. I think they're a playoff team. Joe, you might not have heard this. I think the Bills are a playoff team. I don't know if this is a win, but I think they hold an, hold hold tight and get that cover. <coughs> That's me just <coughs> choking on all that Nug Coker. <laughs> just just a, a bong hit of Nug Coker I just took in. Um <laughs> I did hear that the that you have the Bills as a playoff team. I agree with you at this point because as I look at the AFC, I can't think of who else is it going to be. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of five other teams that get in before the Bills. So I agree with you there. I think the Bills defense is good. Um, I think this will. I agree with you as well. This will be a low scoring game. I would stay away from that over for sure. I think it'll be a game most of the game. Um, I think this will be a fun football game to watch. I think a- anybody who is a Patriot hater, which means that you don't approve of, you know, cheating at the sport of football, uh, uh, keeping small Asian women as sex slaves, um, murdering people, you know, just a couple of those things uh, that you'll be you'll be happy to be rooting against this Patriots team and feel like you have a shot. That being said, I think the uh, as close as it'll be. Tom Brady puts a dagger touchdown in them toward the end of the game. And, uh, you know, it, it becomes a two-score game late and the Patriots cover. Ooh, two for the Patriots, tug for the Bills. Okay, moving on. The Titans travel to the Falcons. Talk about a must-win game for the Falcons. The Falcons are four-point favorites at home. Your boy Mariota, Joe, has had about 10 days to rest. The Falcons, the Falcons are winless, correct? They beat the Eagles. Okay, that's right. They beat the Eagles. So I guess I guess it's not as big of a must win. So Both teams are one and two. Yeah, so it's a pretty big game, I guess. Uh, the Falcons are really good at home. They put up a lot of points. The Titans, obviously, strength is their defense. Ooh, this is a tough one here. I am going to go with the Titans to cover the spread. I don't like that pick at all, but I'm going to go with it. You know what? I was trying to figure out a way, as you were talking, a way to justify a Titans pick because I, they just haven't looked good. Yeah. Uh, ever since uh, Baker threw them the ball and they ran it back twice in, in week one, I was going to lean Titans until you picked them. So now I'm going to go <laughs> with <laughs> I'm going to go with Matt Ryan riding the ship, carrying the momentum from the second half. Last week, getting a seven-point win, Falcons cover. Uh, the Falcons have burned me going back to the Tiva days, as I will say every week when I go to make the pick of the tie, of the Falcons. But, uh, I, you know, I just think the Falcons are so talented that it, it kind of upsets me at their lack of overall success. Obviously, they had the Super Bowl run, um, which they blew. But... Um, from now on, I think my rule is I'm not going to let the, tit- the the Falcons burn me. I keep saying Titans, so maybe God's trying to tell me to just pick the Titans. But I'm not going to let the Falcons burn me at on the road anymore. But I'll let them burn me at home. Because they're at home, I'm going to take the Falcons to cover. And uh, somebody remind me next week after they look really good and I go to pick them again that they're on the road and don't do it. All right, moving on. The Browns, who we obviously just talked about earlier in the show, traveled to Baltimore for this great AFC North battle. The Ravens are a big favorite for a division game. Six and a half against the Browns. 
I think this spread is too big. I think the Ravens win. I, but I also think, I don't know. The Ravens, obviously, their strength is an, always is just in a tough defense. What have the Browns had trouble doing? Protecting Baker Mayfield. And I think it's going to be just as big of a problem as it was last week against the Rams. I think the, I think the Ravens win. I want to say, look, I want to say the Browns keep it close, though. Again, this is another pick I don't have that much confidence in. But you I, want to say or you're saying it? I'm going to say. <laughs> like, I want to say. That's what I'm saying. I think the Browns are going to keep this close. Six and a half is just a big spread. Cleveland. Can we put that on? Can we put that on Andy Ruther's gravestone? I want to say I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm going with the Browns to cover, Ravens to win. Prano, what do you think of this game? I, I these are two teams I just don't know what to make of yet. I I think everybody agrees. You know, I know Ruther, you've been on the Browns are going to stink. They're not making the playoffs. Blah blah blah. They've looked worse than I thought they would. And I actually thought they would still come out and struggle a little bit. The I I'm basing everything about my thoughts on the Browns right now on the final drive uh, against the Rams. The fact that that game ended with Baker Mayfield taking a snap, turning and running backwards, like he was playing tech mobile uh, and then rolling to his right and just throwing a duck toward the end zone that that did get picked off people forget yeah uh, a pickoff to end the game uh it's really disappointing i also think that everybody's on this um chiefs pats ravens it's like well these are the three teams in the afc like lamar jackson playing 500 last week against the chiefs just to make it a push like i i don't have a ton of confidence in this ravens team against you know good teams i guess the question is just are the browns good or not i think the browns defense will give uh lamar some trouble i'm, I'm like on the fence and you taking the browns makes me want to go ravens so that's what i'm going to do the exact same reasoning i'm going to go with the ravens uh, uh lamar actually had a coming out party against the browns last year week 17 Abs- hey ab- 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 <laughs> hey <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm the canceler. Didn't like that. Um, no, no. Uh, Ravens. Uh, Lamar was awesome at Week 17 against the Browns, and um, I think Lamar is legit. I think the. I'm trying to figure out where, why the money would be on the Browns. They looked so bad. Maybe that's a reason to take them. They looked bad on Sunday Night Football. Um, but I still think America is still in love with the Browns. And for that reason, I'm going to go with the Ravens. And the Ravens are are good at – it's a home game, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a home game for the Ravens. But, Doug, you don't think that's a big spread for an in-division game? It is. It does feel a little bit large. I, I was trying to track down while you were talking the look-ahead line. I couldn't find it. Um, I was wondering if that line was like four or five and a half. It does feel a little bit big. Um, so it, but it, does it feel dangerous? It does feel dangerous. It's a game maybe I would tease down with something. Six and a half down to half point, um, and take the Ravens to win that game. But All right, so you guys go against me once again. Next up, we have the Lions at home against the Chiefs, another six and a half point favorite. The Chiefs are six and a half faves on the road. I'm going Kansas City. I like the way Detroit's playing. They big win last week in Philly. I like Detroit's defense. They're two zero and one. However. 
Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that offense. They just they, they're they're too good. I think this is a game that the Chiefs win by ten or more. I'm gonna go Lions here. I like um I think this is they're two oh and one. The 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 tie to Arizona, is that gonna come back to haunt the Lions? I mean, that's a game they had in hand. Will will that end up biting them? Uh, we'll find out, but I think this is a game. I, you guys remember last year when uh, Sunday Night Football Patriots came in Detroit and laid an absolute egg. Lions really showed out, won that game. I expect a similar fashion here. This is uh, I don't think it matters, but it's Mahomes' first game in a dome as a professional. Uh, that should probably speed him up, maybe. I don't know. Tug nug. Yeah. Um, but Matt Stafford's played solid. I think uh, the Lions come to play, and to me that's a line – that the Lions can cover, so I'm going with Detroit. You know, the the tie that uh, the Lions suffered in week one, they 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 gave up the lead when backdoor Murray came in uh, and and stole that lead from them late in the game. But they're the great, original by the way, great gay porn name. Backdoor yeah, Murray. But but the original backdoor black belt, Matt Stafford. This guy loves to throw for meaningless yards at the end of the game, get a late touchdown on some wild broken tackle. Uh, I see I see this being a very similar game to uh, Chiefs-Ravens last week. The, the Chiefs have a hold of it the whole game, and then you know their defense, which isn't good, in the dome lets, uh, lets Stafford throw for some yards late. I'm, I'm going backdoor Stafford in the Lions. Okay, so what? Real quick before we move on, what? Let's all give our picks. What's our over under on uh, bong rips for Calvin Johnson while he's watching the Lions game? I'm gonna set it at three, three and a half maybe. I like three and a half. I'll take the over on that. Okay, Joe. I, I say I say that Calvin Johnson uh, smokes more bong rips than that, but he is not watching the Lions game. I, I don't think I think Calvin Johnson at this point now is just like watching great wide receivers and yeah. avoiding the lion the lions at all costs he'll be watching titans falcons while that game yeah goes. yeah i agree i don't think he's watching the game but he's definitely over three and a half okay panthers under kyle allen the new star quarterback of the carolina panthers is four and a half point underdogs at the houston texans cam is uh is out for the foreseeable future it seems However, Kyle Allen played great last week. He looked great under Norv Turner's system. From everything that I've read, he fits Turner's system much better than Cam Newton. Do we think he keeps this close? We'll start with you, Joe, in Houston. Four, uh, it's four I and a half. He, I think he does keep it close, uh, but four and a half, to me, is close. Um, I, I just think being a home game in Houston... I think the Texans, and everybody knows how I feel about Bill O'Brien. Um, I, I don't think the Texans, you know, have Super Bowl winning potential. I don't think that they'll ever be a Super Bowl contender with Bill O'Brien. But I, like I've said about Bill O'Brien, he's going to win the the easy games, uh, and he's going to lose the tough games. And in an AFC South with you know Luck retiring and Gardner Minshew as as much of a uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Twitter hero or social media hero as he is for everybody. I think that's going to be a, a fairly easy division for them game to game. Um, I think that the Texans win this game 
and cover. I agree that Kyle Allen and basically any other quarterback uh, that is not f- first and foremost a tailback is going to be an improvement over a, a Cam Newton who's, again, always injured when he doesn't play well and always healthy when he is playing well. Um, but I just, I just like the Texans. I think, uh, I think, you know, the sophomore slump, uh, game two sophomore slump for Kyle Allen. I don't think he comes out and throws for four touchdowns. I'm going to go Panthers here. I like the Panthers in this game. I think the wrong team's favored. Um, wow, you like the Panthers to win? I think Panthers are going to win this game. I am a Kyle Allen slurper. Um, he wow. Pl- he played great in week 17 of last year as well. Uh, won that game. Won the previous game. Now, we got to consider who we're playing against. It's the Arizona Cardinals. Let's not get crazy. But I think the Panthers are a good team. They have weapons. Cam was not able to utilize these weapons. Kyle Allen is. The Texans' defense, trouble running against them, can throw on them. They're like bottom half, bottom third in the league in secondary. So you get uh, you know, Greg Olson, who looks like uh, a younger Greg Olson, who looks very good. You got Samuels, you got DJ Moore, you got McCaffrey, who's always dangerous. I just feel like um, I feel like the Panthers are going to get this win. All right, I'm not going to say win, but man, I was teetering on where to go. I almost feel like Tug has convinced me to go with the Panthers to cover. I like the Texans as a team, especially. By off the, the way, this th- that's what's called the McChicken cheeseburger theory. If you ever go to McDonald's and you get a uh, one McChicken sandwich and one cheeseburger, whichever one you eat second is the one that you feel like, oh, I should have just ordered two of those. <laughs> so so you got you just got McChicken by Tug. Yes. If I had gone second, you'd be like, I don't know, Prino swayed me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Panthers. But, 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 by the way, please go with Tug. Yeah, I, you, you know, actually I won, you, Joe. You won. I, I know. I, I want you across the aisle from yeah. me on, on all picks. 37-20 Texans. All right, next up we have the Yofu Raiders. Six and a half dogs as they travel to Indy to face the Colts. I, you know, I, the Raiders, the first year we ever did this, Joe, they just kept burning you. Yeah. And I feel like that's where this is headed this year for me. You talked about the Falcons doing that for you. Because I keep being wrong on the Raiders, and it just keeps happening. And at this point, but you were, but but at this point, you were like the same. The same goes for basically everybody. Everybody got burned on the Raiders week one because they showed up. But ever since then, they have not covered. Correct? Exactly. So yeah. my thing is, I keep thinking they're going to show up, and they don't. Six and a half is big. I don't care. I'm going Jacoby Brissett and Indianapolis Colts. It's Brissett. You guys both say Brissett. It really <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> I, I, I also say Josie, so yeah, it's yeah. fine. I'm cool with Jamarcus Winston, um, but don't disrespect my boy Jacoby Brissett. Um, I was, I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of everything they're doing at Indianapolis right now. Little little tug nug for you guys. Um, tug nug. Under John Gruden the last two years. The Raiders are one in eight in away games, being outscored by an average of fifteen point two points a game. The next, they don't play a home game until November third. What? They play at the Colts. They play a home game in London. Cheerio. Against Chicago next week. 
then the bye, then they go at Green Bay, at Houston, home to Detroit. So my point is I think they're in for a long slog if the trends stay the trends. I don't – the Colts – Jacoby Brissett played awesome last week. He was awesome. I mean, for what Jacoby Brissett does, played really well last week. I don't know if he can keep that up, but Marlon Mack, I remember watching this game in Vegas last year. Uh, the Colts beat the Raiders in um, Oakland. Or maybe it was just, maybe I was watching a different game because <laughs> I was doing a, a tug nug. But Marlon Mack could have a game this week. This is a Marlon Mack game. Return of the Mack. Wow, there we go. Uh, give me the Colts minus six and a half. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm on the Colts. The, this Raiders team. Is an abomination. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> this Raiders team is an abomination. Uh, they w- real quick before we move to the next game. The NFL really is giving the big middle finger to Oakland, huh? The, the fans, the city. They don't have a home game till November. Crazy, right? They're like, we're we're not like going to leave. You're basically not going to have a game until November, minus the first home game. See you when we see you. Unbelievable. Uh, th- I- I think they were trying to uh, limit the amount of times they played on a field that had a pitcher's mound on it. So yeah, it's probably they're waiting for they're waiting for baseball season to be over. That's probably a good point. Moneyball. But, but if you are an Oakland Raider fan, yo fool, and you want to catch the Raiders in Oakland before they head to Las Vegas, get those tickets on SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek is the official ticket app of the Dirty Sports Podcast, and it's the only app you should be getting your tickets during the NFL season. Or if you're a a big concert goer like my friend here on my left, Tug Coker, you should get those tickets on SeatGeek. Tug, you got any big concerts coming up that you're going to see? I do. I have two. I actually used SeatGeek to get tickets for Brittany Howard, the lead singer of Alabama Shakes. Okay. Doing a show uh, at the Ace Hotel. Amazing. Um, uh, and then I have a show that Joe, I know, is fond of. Tom York. Uh, oh, from Radiohead. Yes. Your Radiohead playing it. I, I, I completely forgot that that uh, concert's coming up. I may have to seek eek my way into that one. Well, if you don't, Joe, uh, let me well. know. Let me talk to the wife, and if she doesn't want to go... It's gonna be a date night with you and me. I'm glad that oh, I'm glad man. that you guys completely I'm, ignored me going. That's cool. I appreciate that. I'll I'll bring the Nug Coker. <laughs> Andy called uh, him Radio Ruth, Hog. That's why he doesn't. I didn't want to invite him. He called radio, the band yeah. Radio Hog. The, the only thing appropriate about Andy <laughs> Ruther going to a Tom York concert is you guys both have a fucked up eye. <laughs> All right, let me finish this ad read. SeatGeek will even give you ten dollars off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. Okay, fellas, we have Hold a- on. Before we, before we move on from that, I want to do two quick ads to that ad read and uh, the conversation we're having uh, therein. Uh, one, I'll be on SeatGeek looking for tickets for the- uh, Friday night Cardinals game here in St. Louis. I know some dirt balls have reached out. I know some dirt balls are still waiting to hear where I'll be sitting. And uh, a lot of things up in the air right now, dirt balls. I'm working on getting some guest spots at the comedy clubs here. And uh, so when, when those all get ironed out, I'll know exactly what game I'm going to and where I'm sitting. So stay tuned to my Twitter feed for updates on that. And also just for Tug, since I have him here, Doug, Tom York just did an episode of Desert Island Discs, the BBC show, oh, yeah. where he talks 
he talks about what uh what CDs and records and whatever he would bring on a desert island. So check that out. That's and also awesome. Anybody who's a, a Radiohead fan or Tom York fan out there, check that out. And real quick before we get going, uh, Aaron's got to get out of here in like eight minutes. So we got to get through these. He's got, he's got law school to get to. Let's do it. And, and I love having Aaron here. He's always a big help with that, that, that Mickey Mouse smile over there. Okay, Chargers and Dolphins. The Chargers are 15.5-point favorites in Miami. I picked the Dolphins to cover last week. I'm going to do it again. I think Dolphins cover. 15 and a half is too big for me. I'm going Dolphins to cover in Miami. I like the Dolphins uh, as well. I'll just take this one real fast. Melvin Gordon is back. He's not going to play this week. I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think my, my future, my crystal ball says Eckler and Gordon split carries for the bulk of the rest of the year. Eckler looks too good. But anytime you get uh, 15 and a half at home, I'm going to take it, uh, especially against a team that you cannot trust. I, yeah, exactly. The L.A. Chargers. I've not been able to trust them, still don't trust them. Going with Josh Rosen and the Dolphins. I'm going with the Chargers. Ruther, you said you picked the Dolphins last week. You were wrong last week. They ended up not covering. Correct. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. They can't score a touchdown. That backdoor uh, cover. I, Right. I just think you you got to be able to score at some point to get it back to recover. I just think that uh, I, I don't love this Chargers team. I think that this this is the beginning of the end. I, I look forward to Phillip Rivers getting uh, the Eli Manning treatment in, in his waning days where people just decide to, you know, shove a Hall of Fame QB under the bus and hold him down. Um, so I think this is the end of them. But I think that one thing that'll Keep keep people off his back is when he blows out terrible teams, which he's going to do against the Dolphins. All right. Speaking of Eli Manning, your Giants, after their big win last week on the road in Tampa, are home two and a half point favorites against Case Interception Keenum and the Redskins. Two and a half Giants favorites. I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to go with the Giants. I just can't vouch for the Redskins because Case Keenum's a disaster. The Redskins are a disaster. Danny Dimes is at home. Damn, Daniel, win and cover. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go uh, – oh, man, I, I hate this game. I would never play this game in real life. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington as a Andy Ruther fade. Um, also, just playing up the fact that everyone knows who follows sports, the Redskins are terrible, ter- all-time bad on Monday Night Football home games. So everyone got to see how bad they are. I think they're going to battle back. Maybe uh, Danny Dimes comes back to earth. A little bit of game film on him. Um, and, the, you know, the rushing defense for Redskins is good. Passing is not so good. So I expect points in this game. I expect to see points, and I'll take the Redskins. I uh, think that there's definitely going to be an overreaction to uh, Happiness Jones' first game. Um, I think that the Giants' defense remains terrible. Um, but I am basing this pick solely on the fact that the Redskins looked as bad as they did. And, and by the way, I don't think they should have gone to Dwayne Haskins in that game and served him up to the Wolves. But I would have gone to Dwayne Haskins this literally at the whistle. I would have yelled, Dwayne Haskins is starting next week. Um, and the fact that uh, they're starting Case Keenum again after that performance uh, shows me that uh, – I don't know. Gruden is drunk. Knock on wood if you're with me. Um, I'm going the Giants to win and cover. All right, moving on. The Seahawks travel to the Cardinals. Your boy, backdoor Murray. Five-point dogs. I think this 
has a Cardinals cover written all over it. The Seahawks have been suspect this year. They've been suspect in the past in Arizona. I believe the Seahawks eked out a win there last year that was close on the road. I wouldn't even be shocked if the Cardinals had a huge upset win here. I'm going the Cardinals to definitely cover this spread. I agree with everything everything you said. I'm also taking the Cardinals. I think I said going into the season, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks lose a game in Arizona this year. I would be surprised if they lost it, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if backdoor Murray backdoors his way into a cover. So I'm with you. I was going to go Cardinals as well, but just for fun – and because of the fade Ruther, I'm going to go Seattle. I have no reason to believe that. I think the Cardinals actually keep this close, but I just want to play the odds and um, bet against Andy. By the way, that is the haircut when I go to Trippy. He's like, yo, what you want today? I'm like, the Andy Ruther fade. <laughs> There's a picture. You know how they have pictures of people's haircuts? Yep. There's a picture of my haircut actually in the barbershop. And it's just got – you just have Seahawks minus five on the bottom of your hair, and he just shaves it off. Exactly. All right, Bucks travel to the Rams. Rams are nine-and-a-half-point favorites out here in the Coliseum. Bucks on the road, Jamarcus Winston. J- Jared Goff at home is great. The Rams' offense at home is great. I'm going Rams to win and cover. I'll take the Bucks here. Um, obviously, are they devastated by losing that game? Probably – but um, I, I, the, the Rams are still figuring something out. They're, they're 3-0, but they don't look like they're the well-oiled machine from last year. I think, you know, they, they can still win by set, you know, a touchdown. But their defense is playing better than it did last year. The defense is playing better. But Tampa Bay's defense has been very good this year. Okay. Uh, last game accepted, Danny Downs yeah. went off. But the run game of Tampa Bay has been very good. So I expect Gurley to keep be kept in check. And my little tug nug on this game is um, I know you guys love medium pizzas. Um, here's my nugget on Jared Goff has fumbled in his last nine regular season games. Wow. In those last nine games, he has 17 touchdowns and 20 turnovers. So I expect... $100 million man. I expect that trend to continue. I expect to see 10 games with a fumble. Turnovers are real. Helpful for the dog. Bucks covered nine and a half. I don't like betting on medium pizzas when the spread's nine and a half, but Jamarcus Winston is a gummy pizza. He's a one-inch wide candy pizza that's not even really pizza. It's just candy. Do those exist? He, yeah, gummy pizzas, bro. I mean, you haven't been smoking enough no coker if you don't know about gummy <laughs> pizzas. Uh, Jamarcus Winston is I'll I'll never bet on him. Their defense looked fine, and then and then Danny Dimes ends up coming in and carving them uh, on the road. I think the the one thing that gives me you know certainty that the Rams uh, cover is it's pretty easy to drive down and get scores when you're starting inside the other team's uh, half of the field, which will happen when you know Jam- Jamarcus Winston throws picks and fumbles and all the other horrible things that little gummy pizzas do so i'm taking the rams all right vikings bears good nfc north matchup the bears are two point favorites at home against the vikings which is interesting is right you're spotted three points as the home team correct tug yeah usually when you're even it's usually a three-point favorite so they're saying the vikings are a better team on a neutral field exactly this is a tough one for me the bears d's looking great i'm still not on mitchell trubisky However, there's the Kirk Cousins effect. I've, I've ridden them mostly this year. I'm going to ride the Bears. 
to win and cover in uh, Soldier Field. Joe, what about you? This is a really actually a tough game for me. I, I agree with Vegas. I think the Vikings uh, might be the better team on a neutral field. That being said, I'm not getting burned by Kirk Cousins against a good defense. I have seen Kirk Cousins uh, in the NFC East against good defenses. He he has made a living by stockpiling points and touchdowns and yards uh, when he is playing against bad teams. But good teams eat him alive. I'm going with the Bears. I I, was, I actually was – I had marked this up as a potential uh, money line upset pick, but I, I can't, do, can't do it. <laughs> Two gummy pizzas uh, for quarterbacks in this game. <laughs> um, I, I don't – you can't trust either one. Trubisky has looked terrible. Yeah. Cousins, is the, the, he threw 10 times in game one, threw a devastating uh, red zone touchdown in game two. Can't trust either guy. Both really good defenses. I expect this game to be 16-13. I was going to go Bears, but now since both of you went Bears, just by obligation as being the guest, I'm going to go Vikings. Uh, that makes me want to go Vikings and leave Ruther out in the cold. Correct. Go for it. <laughs> do it, Joe. You know you want to do it. have faith in your boy yeah, Kirk Cousins. I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to do it because the Bears because the Bears D is so good. God, I, you know, it's really a no-win situation. You for can't me win here. this game. I need to get I either it. get burned by Trubisky or I get burned by the Vikings. I, you know, I, I'll, I am. I'm going to switch over and go to the Vikings because my gut told me that was the pick at the start of the week, and uh, I'm going back. I'm, 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 I'm jumping aboard the SS Nug Coker. Skull. Good for you, Joe. I love it. Okay, Jags and my boy Gardner Minshew are three point underdogs in Denver. I love Gardner. The Broncos D. Hasn't had a sack this year. Did you guys see Incredible. this? Incredible. I know. You, you know, they have a defensive-minded new head coach. They have not had a sack this year. But can Gardner Minshew pull out a close game on the road in Denver, a very difficult place to play? I don't know yet. Three points, but the Jags also do have a good D of their own. There is no way the Broncos start 0-4. I just can't believe it. I got to go Denver. As much as I don't want to, even though I'm picking Denver, I will be rooting for Gardner Minshew and the Jags. I just think this is maybe a come-down-to-earth game for him. And I believe the sack streak ends and he gets sacked. So it's, it's, I think, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you, Ruther. I think that the sack streak ends. I think all the talk about it, you know, oh, you, like no one talks about the, this Broncos defense goes two games without a sack. But then when they go three, it becomes like everybody's favorite stat of the week. How is this Broncos defense not, you know, getting to the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. I think this is just this. This is this. this both scripts get flipped. Everybody's on the card on the Gardner Minshew train. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves what he's doing. And uh, and and the, the Broncos defense has been suspect. I think it gets flipped. I think the Broncos defense comes out. They get to the quarterback. They get to the rookie. Um I could see it being a three-point game, uh, and and I could certainly see the Jags covering. But I, I agree with you, Ruther. I hate I hate anytime I say that phrase. But um, <laughs> I th- but it sounds I, I don't it sounds the, so good, Joe. I I don't see the Broncos starting 0-4, so I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Um, they say you know don't take the underdog unless you think they can win outright, which I do think they can do. But if the Broncos win, I feel like it's it's by three, you know, or four or whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Broncos. 
I want to go contrarian here as well, but I'm going to go, go with bro- your heart, Tug. I'm going to go Broncos. Also, I just feel like two not great teams, um, and you just got to take the home field advantage. I feel like honestly, the Broncos are probably if without the disastrous last week, they're probably a four point favorite. So I'll take the I'll take the little value. All right, Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys travel to New Orleans to face the Saints. The boys are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. No love for Teddy Bridgewater after winning on the road and the New Orleans all-around basically team game last week was very well played in Seattle. Do the Cowboys lose their first game this week? I mean, they are two-and-a-half-point favorites in New Orleans. I'm going to just keep riding them, man. I'm going Cowboys to win and cover. Joe? Oh, I, I can't even believe Andy talked before you did, Tug. This is your team. This is your boys. I'm gonna bring the, how about last. them Cowboys? Yeah. I, 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 I insist that you tell me what you think about this Cowboys team. Yeah, this game scares me. This They, they play this game, and then they play uh, the Packers, I believe, next week. And those games are um, – the Cowboys' schedule has been what? Uh, giant, uh, giants, Redskins, Dolphins. Been pretty easy. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. Okay, guys. Like we're not beating the Patriots here. Yeah. Uh, so I am nervous about the situation. The one thing that gives me some optimism is Kellen Moore, and the fact that Teddy Bridgewater, T- Teddy Bridgewater, did not throw a pass. More than 15 yards down the field the entire game. Uh, <laughs> Against Seattle. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of dink and dumps, which I think plays into the speed of the and, linebackers. And two touchdowns were non-offensive. That's right. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. Uh, I, it always scares me to bet on the Cowboys, but I feel like they should win this game. I am going with the New Orleans Saints. I, I have no confidence in saying that, but sometimes I get visions – um, and my vision is I can't I can't see clearly which team is kicking and which team is trying to block that kick. But I think this this game comes down to a field goal at the end of the game. I think it's going to be close till the final buzzer. And uh, so I could see it being one, two points either way. So I'm just going to go with the Saints to cover. All right. And your Monday night football game is arguably one of the worst Monday night football games we've had in recent years. The. 0-3 Bengals travel to the 0-3 Steelers. Andy Dalton versus Mason Rudolph. The Steelers are four-point favorites. I, like, I don't even know who to pick here. This, this, let me go last on this one. Can you guys talk? You want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers here. Um, one, because uh, Andy Dalton is notoriously terrible on primetime games. Awful. Awful. And so I'm not one to buck a trend that I don't w- believe in. Um, I don't. I think Andy Dalton will continue to be terrible. Maybe Mason Rudolph will be equally terrible. But uh, you got to show me something. All right. I, uh, go ahead, Joe. So, yeah, I'm also going to Steelers. Uh, a couple of factors here. One, the Andy Dalton in prime time. Two, the uh, Andy Dalton just versus a, a rival team in Pittsburgh. Um I, I hate this game. I, I don't even know if I'll watch this game. Uh, it's, you know, it disgusts me that they can't already flex these games out of Monday night. Um, but and I, honestly, I still think the spread is too high. Like, you, 
you look at the Bengals scores throughout the first three games, it's kind of wild that they are 0-3. They've been in most of the, their football games. Uh, but I just think, just like the Broncos, like are the Steelers uh, as great a franchise as they am, regardless of who their quarterback is, are they starting 0-4? I don't think so. Uh, meanwhile, the Bengals, as dumpster fire franchise as they are, I could totally see them starting on four. So I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going to uh, agree with both of you. The Steelers are going to win. They're going to cover. Andy Dalton is atrocious. And I mean, like, all-time atrocious in primetime games. So was Marvin Lewis. And uh, I don't see it happening, even with a backup quarterback. So Steelers for me as well. And that is the week four picks. I will say this. Uh, the, of the primetime games, Sunday night, Monday night, one of those underdogs will probably win, it, either the Saints or the Bengals. I don't know which one it's going to really? be. I don't know which one it's going to be. I, so one of those teams is going to win, though. Let me ask you guys this then real quick. Does Mike Tomlin, if they start 0-4, does Mike Tomlin finish out the season as the head coach of the Steelers? Hundred percent, hundred percent. The Steelers are just an organization that don't fire. Tur- they don't turn over coaches. Yeah. So they might. He might. They might have a discussion at the end of the year, but I don't see uh, the Rooney's making that move in midseason. I, yeah, and I think I think Roethlisberger getting hurt gives him a free pass. Also, a lot of people don't know the Rooney Rule. They talk a lot about uh, part one of the Rooney Rule, which is you have to interview a, a minority coach for any available coaching jobs the second part of the Rooney rule is you have to keep a terrible coach as your head coach if he's black just because oh, I didn't know about that part yeah and that's that's how Mike Tomlin will be the Steelers coach forever <laughs> I, I think the days of Mike Tomlin may be numbered but like let's they're make they're throwing uh you know good money after bad um and it's not going to work out because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick they gave up a first-round pick. Yeah. That first-round pick right now is currently number four. Wow. So I, I understand wanting to bolster your defense, but your defense is not the problem. It's, yeah. It's the coaching. And it's uh, and also Mike Munchak was the offensive line coach, and they were the top five offensive line team for four or five years. He's not there this year. So there's just a lot of issues that need to be looked in the mirror with, with the Steelers. All right. Well, we have a lot of different picks. Glad we could get you on, Joe. We, we've been able to hear these these birds in the background. You're enjoying the, the lovely scenery of the Midwest. And also make sure you try, I'm sure you've heard, toasted ravioli is a big thing in St. Louis. That is something I'm actually very excited for. Uh, as an Italian man, you know, I've, I've had just about every kind of, of a, a Italian fare, but the, everybody's saying that's the signature dish here, and, and I, I that's that's literally number one on my list, maybe just behind uh, uh, Bush Stadium and, and the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Cool. Yeah, well, I hope you get to experience all that. And, uh, guys, of course, you can follow Joe on Twitter at Fix Your Life and on Instagram at Joe Prano and JoePrano.com for all your shows. Right, Joe? That's right. Instagram, Joe Prano. That's the important one because I'm, I'm dealing out hot fire picks. So get there. Somebody just asked me when I'll be posting them. Uh, I'll, I'll start posting them late Saturday instead of early Sunday, as I know a lot of people like to get their bets in early. They don't like to be, uh, you know, against the running against the clock here. So uh, go, follow me on Instagram. I'm, I'm on fire so far, and I feel really good about it. Real quick before we let you go, Joe, speaking of bets, 
Tug's, I believe, number two or three team, Virginia Cavaliers, in a top 25 showdown play Notre Dame this week. Wow. In Notre Dame, my, my, my good buddy Chad Cutter will be attending. Shout out to Cutter, yep. Sorry I can't be there, buddy. I know he asked Tug if Tug wanted to make the trip. Now, any any little fun little side bets you guys want to do or any interest in that? I, I, I mean, I'm down. I, I Like, at this point, I don't care all that much about it. But, like, you know, it, it, is, it is a matchup between, our, between my team that I didn't even go to school there and one of the many teams Tug roots for in college football. So, yeah, I'm down. Um, should we do the all-you-can-eat all, all sushi? Oh, yeah. Ah, I love it. Let's do it. Uh, spread, right? What's the line on that? I don't know. Tug? Whatever the line is. Whatever the line is, uh, oh, um, we'll make it happen. By, uh, by the way, I hate Notre Dame to cover. So, yeah, but fuck it. Let's go. I'm it, not going to do it straight up. I, know, I mean, just. I, yeah, I mean, I have no idea what. I don't even know what it is. But it's, it's in, but, by the way, it's, it's in South Bend. I'm in either way. Let's do this. I forgot to uh, Notre Dame is 11 and a half point favorites. There we go. Take all eleven. Um, we've got. I've got to cancel Joe after his Mike Tomlin comment. Oh yeah, cancel. <laughs> a, a delayed uh, cancel. Yes. All right, Brandon. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Or maybe, maybe he'll just you know tug. What if Joe just loves that quality of life so much he never comes back? Falls in love with that toasted ravioli. Yeah. Oh, and I, I do want to say before I go. Are you there? I do want to say, Tug. I I played tennis yesterday. This evolution has been incredible to watch this year. I can't wait. You need an Instagram story of that, please. I mean, look look at yeah, us. Yeah. Look at us. I went to therapy yesterday. Joe's playing tennis. Who are we anymore? Yeah. This evolution is incredible. <laughs> More to like watch. the chill podcast, Seriously. am I right? Not the dirty sports podcast. All right, Prana, we'll let you go, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your day. You, you too, too buddy. Joe. All righty. I think that's the show, Tug. That's it. We made it happen. Aaron had to jet for class. Very efficient over there, making all his notes for us, and, and he got out of here. Guys, follow my buddy over here, at Tug Coker on Twitter and Instagram. Joe makes his hot fire pics on Instagram. Tug makes his hot fire live from concerts. Do my live videos. concert shows. Check them out. Also going to be launching podcast with my wife hopefully next week talking about uh you know wine alcoholic beverages my wa my, my wife is a uh wine sommelier former sommelier of the year for people who drink wine from food and wine magazine very proud of her oh wow happy to talk about that maybe you'll learn something pick up a bottle at your local store Hopefully we'll be launching that next week. And Andy and I are talking about this podcast, this little podcast to, as, a, as, a, as a, a little companion to the Dirty Sports. We'll see if we can get that going soon. Basically the Tug Nug version of a podcast. Tug Nugs. That could be it. That could be it right there. But uh, as always, thank you to Joe for uh, letting me fill in. Love talking sports with you guys, canceling you guys, keeping you all PC, and um, thanks to the Dirt Balls out there at Tug Coker on Twitter and Instagram. All right, and you guys can follow us at The Dirty Sports for all social media and follow me at Andy Ruther. Drop that iTunes review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle and I'll send you some koozies and I'll also send you some koozies if you send me a screenshot of using any of our sponsors. And all those sponsor links are always in the description 
of the podcast. Okay, Dirtballs, once again, thanks for all the support. Have a great week, and most importantly, stay dirty.